Welcome to Zihumura Show. I hope you're doing great. I hope you're doing lovely. And if it's not going well for you, may God see you through it all. It's the end of the year. Wow. We came to the end of 2020. It has been a difficult year for a lot of people. It's been a difficult year for me. I told you before, I some of my family members got COVID, contracted the COVID um, disease. And now my aunties in IUCU. Did I just say IUCU? ICU. It's been tough. It's been hard. But uh, God is good and he's going to see us through. It's been a hectic year. I am done with this year. I am so over 2020. I don't want to live this year again. And I'm grateful that I don't have to live this year again. And yeah, it's been tough, yo. It's been tough. I wonder what it's been like for you. Anyway, welcome to the show. In today's episode, we're going to just reminisce and go through some of the things that have been happening in 2020. Just some headlines, some highlights. And we'll be off for the new year. So sit back, relax, and let's do this. So welcome back from that short break. I hope you're doing great. I'm so sorry. I'm recording from a noisy place. It's December the 31st, and so it's a bit busy and all that. I'm not going out for New Year's to celebrate or do anything. I'm just going to be in my house. I want to be in my bedroom, watch a movie or two. I want to watch this new movie by Priyan- with Priyanka Chopra in it. I think it's called We Can Be Heroes. I think it's a childish movie. I just want to watch Indiana Jones. That's what I'm going to be doing tonight. I'm just, and then I think I'll tune in for the live service from my church and just enter the new year with God because it has been a, oh, yo, it has been a tough, tough year. It's also been during this year that I started my Formula. I started my Formula One podcast. In case you love Formula One, look for Z Formula One Amateur a podcast there. So let's just go through what has happened through 2020. Some of the headlines. I got some of them from um, the news and just everywhere I could find something. So. January, not much happened. January, I think that's when we watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl performance. I don't watch American football and all that, but I do watch the Super Bowl performance. That's when J-Lo and Shakira did their thing. Anyway, in 1st February, the East African community reviewed its treaty. And the East African community is made up of Burundi, Kenya, Rwanda, Uganda, and Tanzania. It's interesting, when we were growing up in school, um, lower level school, it was the East African community for us would learn was Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, and I think sometimes Rwanda. But today we do have Burundi and Kenya as a part of it. The East African community's headquarters are in Arusha, Tanzania. Now, the community is meant to widen the political, social, and cultural integration in order to improve the quality of the life of the people in East Africa. And uh, the integration, you know, safeguards the region from international economic shocks and all that kind of stuff. Don't want to get into too much economics, but just now members of the East African community get to enjoy a wider market with a combined population of about 160 million people and a GDP of about 170 billion US dollars. So this it's important for this community to, to be together. It was together, it was still standing and then it collapsed and then it, it was revived again. And so just in 1st February 2020, the treaty was reviewed. Now on 5th February, that's four days later, Vanessa Nakete, a Ugandan climate activist, tweeted... And I quote, Africans have truly been erased from the map of climate action. This tweet came after she was cropped out of a photo published by the Associated Press in which she originally appeared with other activists in Switzerland, but then she was just cropped out. The other activists that were in the picture were white and she was the only black person there. And when they published the picture, the Associated Press, she was cropped out of it. The Associated Press later on said that they will expand their diversity training for employees. You know, um... No offense to these guys, but 
I don't really think diversity training is the way to go. I'm sorry, I'm stammering because there's like somebody behind me freaking me out. But I don't, you know, it's it's more than diversity training. I don't know. You don't train people to accept other races. Do you do that? You, As a person, it comes down to that employee, to that person who did that, that department that let that happen. Them as people, what is wrong with them? I don't want to get into that too much. 2020 has been already a crap year. But anyway, I hope that diversity training does does the thing that it's meant to do. I don't know what it's supposed to do, but yeah, I hope it does help them, you know, realize that other races are still uh, people as well. On 9th February, Uganda and Tanzania were, in, was invaded, were invaded by a swarm of locusts. Quite interestingly, but we do eat... Um, the locusts in uganda and we do eat grasshoppers now this is the thing i don't actually eat grasshoppers personally because i was told a story when i was younger that apparently if i ate grasshoppers they would come to life in my tummy and they would bite me and so i grew up not eating them i know they're not going to bite me in my tummy but they're just some things you hold on to as a child so up to now i don't eat grasshoppers but my mom does my sister does my sister loves grasshoppers so don't get the whole point of eating insects but yeah, it's oh, it's such a delicacy. Now, when it comes to locusts, we don't really eat locusts. We don't eat locusts at our house. I don't know who does who eats locusts, but people do eat locusts. Yeah, but it's strange. I guess it's like how I'm just gonna compare it like that. We eat locusts, and then maybe they say the French eat snails. Because every time I hear of escargot, I'm like, I'm not, go- I'm never gonna put that stuff in my mouth. I'm not going to choke on snails. Like, oh my god, how gross! And snails, slimy. I mean, an insect is crunchy. Yum. But a snail, oh god, it is slimy. Anyway, a few days later, on 13th February, the African Development Bank gave Uganda a million dollars to fight Ebola. We have struggled with this disease. And you know, I was talking to my sister the other day, and we were talking, um, we were talking, and, and, and um, she, you know, I was watching news, um, I think a few weeks back, I can't really place a date when, when I saw this, but I saw that again in Nigeria, you know, the, the rebels had kidnapped girls from a Nigerian school. And so I was like, in my head, I was like, oh my God, is it safe to study in like, you know, Nigeria? Is it safe for a child to go to school in Nigeria? But my sister was like, it, it actually is very, very safe. It actually is very safe. The things that we see on the news, it doesn't mean that it's happening in the entire country. And she gave me an example. Like, remember the times when Connie was, we used to have a rebel called Connie. I think a lot of people know Connie. And he was rummaging through northern Uganda and terrorizing a lot of people. People lost their lives. People lost their livelihoods, their incomes. But we would still go to school. And Connie was still, you know, in northern Uganda, just destroying people's lives. I am so sorry to everybody who lost their loved one, everybody who lost anything and anyone. I'm terribly sorry. And so when I read this whole thing of Ebola, I just didn't want people to get afraid and be like, oh, Uganda is full of Ebola and all that. that that's not true. I remember even the time when we had the Ebola um, outbreak. We were going to school. We were comfortable. I mean, when we were kids, I didn't even really know about Ebola being there. When we had the AIDS pandemic in the country, it was normal. So when you hear some things about African countries, it doesn't mean that the whole country is actually the way it is. I Googled today. I was Googling again and I saw somewhere, I think, an article by, I don't know, some American company or something. And they were like, is it safe to actually come to Uganda? And then they were like, not really, because there's a lot of home invasion. There's a lot of abducting, abducting, kidnapping. 
And I was like, yo, we live here. I've lived here for over 20 years. My mom has done the same thing. And I can guarantee you that happens in the United States as well. People are kidnapped. People are shot. People are, you know, abducted. It doesn't mean it's happening in the entire country. Does that make America unsafe to go to? No. People do go there. People live there. It's the same thing here. We do get our pandemics. We do get our issues. But that doesn't mean that the entire nation is down because of that. So you need to get your facts right. Anyway. Let's not dwell on that. On 15th March, oh, this is the time the whole world came to stop. For the first time ever, all Peace Corps, all Peace Corps volunteers worldwide were withdrawn from their host countries. That was the time the COVID pandemic, the COVID pandemic was coming to life. And then three days later, 18th March, public gatherings, including places of worship, pubs, weddings, music shows, rallies, and cultural meetings, were suspended for 30 day, 32 days with immediate effect. Now, that affected me horribly. I was about to finish my undergraduate degree. As I said before, I said before that I was... Oh, my God, it looks like it wants to rain. Yo. I was doing a bachelor's degree in industrial organizational psychology, and I had just studied for, I think, three, two weeks... And I was supposed to, you know, finish my exams and graduate. And then the whole world came to a halt. And then on 22nd March, the first case of COVID-19 in Uganda was confirmed. Those are loud birds. I told you Uganda has over a thousand bird species. <laughs> but yes, the first COVID case in Uganda was confirmed. That was horrible. First, And I, <laughs> I remember it was a Ugandan who had gone to Dubai and he had come back. And apparently he was importing um, screen guards. So everyone was making a joke and saying, oh my God, screen guards are going to take our lives. Phone screen guards. So, yes. Then, 25th March, public transport was suspended for 14 days and only private cars with three occupants or less were allowed to use the roads. That was still horrible. We still couldn't go back to school. 8th May, a hospital in Kilembe, Uganda, and a small town called Somalia were washed away in a flooding and an unspecified number of people were killed. I am so sorry for that. I may God comfort the families of those who lost their loved ones. <sighs> and I am so sorry about that. On 2nd June, the president of Uganda predicted that Uganda will, will lose a billion, over a billion US dollars in tourism revenue due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Then on 12th June, four poachers were arrested for killing an endangered gorilla in Windy Penetrable National Park. I don't know why people still do that. Those gorillas, I think there's only a thousand gorillas or so left in the entire world, those mountain gorillas. And you can only find them in Uganda, southwestern Uganda and Rwanda. And I think a little bit in Congo as well. So poaching them is a serious crime. 22nd July, political activist Bobby Wine started a new political party known as the National Unity Platform just before the Ugandan presidential elections, which are going to take place in 2021, January the 14th. So it's been a bit chaotic here because of the elections and all, but, but yeah. Then a few months later, 17th September, there was a prison break in Moroto town that is in northern Uganda. Prisoners, about 219 prisoners escaped from prisons in the northern part of the country because they feared the COVID virus would come to them. 14th October later and a few days later, security forces detained and captured Bobby Wine, presidential candidate, and, and raided his offices in Kamochakamhara. 20th November, the death tour from protests following the 18th November arrest of Robert Chagulani, who's also known as Bobby Wine, grew to 37 people. There's a lot of people that have lost their lives due to this political um, situation that's going on. I don't want to say much about it, 
but I'm so sorry to everybody who lost their lives. I know words don't make up for that. Words can never, you know, replace what you've lost. But may the Lord heal your heart and may everything, I don't know, may God comfort your heart and your soul. On 26th December 2021, presidential elections were halted in Barara, Kabarole, Luwero, Kasese, Masakawa, Kiso, Jinja, Kalunga, Kazo, Kampala, and Tororo for COVID health reasons. And just yesterday, 30th December, Bobby Wine was arrested again. Now, he's a favorite in the nation. He represents, I don't know, I don't want to say much when it comes to politics, to be honest, and you probably know why I shouldn't say much, but yeah. So that's just about it, a summary of what has happened in, in Uganda in 2020. There's some things that I could have left out. There's some things that I forgot, probably, but that's pretty much it, and it looks like it wants to rain. Yo, I'm just going to go inside and uh, put my phone on charger, just get a whole cup of tea, and just enjoy the night. I hope you had a good time with me. I hope you had a lovely time. See you in 2021, and let's say goodbye to this damn yeah. Thank you for listening in.